All right, welcome back. It is The Rundown. I'm Luke Lipinski. And with the Cardinals set to take on the Buffalo Bills this Sunday, we are joined now by Bills beat reporter for The Athletic, Joe Biscalia, joining us on the Coulter Automotive Group Sports Line. Joe, uh, thanks for the time. What's what's the feeling around the Buffalo Bills right now? Well, it's uh, it's a feeling that I don't think fans of the team have had a very, very long time because at for the first time really since 1995, the division is in play here for them. And, and it would be kind of a surprise if they weren't to get the AFC East um, a crown under their belts for this season. So there's a lot of uh, wondering about how good this team can be this season, how far they could potentially go if Josh Allen can – you know, get that first playoff victory under his belt and be able to uh, push this franchise to a place that they haven't been since that 1995 season. So uh, there's a lot of optimism, but also uh, I'm sure some some terrifying moments for Bills fans about wondering what this season will end up being. <laughs> we um, what was the expectation like coming into this season? I talked to Lorenzo Alexander a few times before the season. He's like, "Watch out for the Bills this year." And my default is always until I see the Patriots trail off. I'm just I can't believe they're going away. Now it seems like they have. So I, I hear what you're saying about the cautious optimism, but there there had to be some belief coming into the season this team could do some damage. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, when we were speaking with uh, the general manager of the team, Brandon Bean, he. Uh, made it pretty clear that the next step for them was to win the AFC East because they hadn't done that. And and it just seems to be the next kind of uh, notch to hit for their rebuild and what they started in 2017. So now it it's looking like unless they just completely fall apart over these final seven games, it's looking like that's going to happen for them. And from there, uh, it they will host their first playoff game since 1995. And now it's a matter of if they can actually win a playoff game. We've seen them be competitive in the playoffs last year. They uh, had that game against the Texans and quite frankly, they blew it in the second half uh, when Deshaun Watson really took the game over and they didn't really have a counter punch. Josh Allen kind of lost himself in the moment. So now they have to learn from, from those things. And I think that's, the next step that they thought of themselves, but they're at the point now where if you look at how this team is stacking up and the fact that their offense has taken a step forward, their defense is starting, starting to round into shape. They're not like they were last year, but uh, they're still getting there, getting warmer to that. And the rest of the AFC outside of the chiefs, the Steelers, um, and the Chiefs and Steelers, everybody else looks beatable right now. So if you're the Bills and if you wind up with the three seed, then you're looking at a home playoff game. And if you win that game, then you're in the divisional round at against, at worst, the second seed in the AFC. And at best, you're hosting another playoff game going, playing to go to the AFC championship. So uh, I think the, I think the, expectations are still the same to win the division, but there's that creeping little feeling as to, okay, what can this team actually be? Because everything is on the table when you have a good enough offense. Talking to Joe Biscaglia of The Athletic covers the Buffalo Bills. Joe, uh, one of the guys that's been a huge difference maker is Stephon Diggs, and we have talked extensively here in the Valley about DeAndre Hopkins and how great of a trade that was for the Cardinals, and it has been. But Diggs actually has better numbers even than DeAndre Hopkins at this point. What has he done, not just for the the team collectively, but for Josh Allen? 
Oh, yeah. it's It's been immeasurable what he has done to help Josh Allen to the next level because uh, what Brandon B. and the GM smartly did was he surrounded Allen with players that were best suited to what Allen did best. And where Allen made his biggest strides from year one to year two was his, was in his intermediate accuracy. Now, he they knew that Allen likes to push the ball into some tighter spots, and they they knew they needed someone that would uh, would be able to separate well enough, and Stephon Diggs is one of the best in the game at doing that. And when you come to contested catches, Diggs is another incredible component for that. So Diggs has just kind of taken over um, the the offense uh, outside of Allen. I mean, you see guys looking to him constantly on the practice field. He sets the intensity uh, throughout. He set the intensity throughout the summer months. Um, he, he's just been uh, just a, a huge presence within that locker room. That's really just ramped up the expectations within, I think, and having him be essentially a security blanket and leading the league in targets and being at the top of the league and all of the, the major passing st- statistics, it's just a testament as to the type of impact that he's had in Buffalo. And um, I'm sure Josh Allen was the happiest camper <laughs> when, when they got him and he has done nothing but uh, just prove the bills right for their trade and going out and spending a first round pick. You can't get much better of a, a first year impact for a first round pick than, than what he's given. Yeah. He's, he's been everything uh, is sticking with Josh Allen there for a second. I mean, you know, we here in Arizona in that 2018 draft, uh, Josh Rosen was the Cardinals pick at that point, And there was a lot of quarterback talk coming into that draft and coming out of it. But now you look and it's, it's clearly either Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson, who's been uh, the cream of the crop so far. What other than obviously Stephon Diggs, what else has really worked for Josh Allen from year one to year two and now year three, where he looks like one of the the truly elite quarterbacks in this league? Yeah, it's it's been a crazy three years to track. I'll tell you that much, because when he came into the league, you know, I, I, I gave him the nickname Wyoming Josh because he would have these hero ball sort of tendencies where. He would roll roll out, and you didn't know what was coming from one play <laughs> to the next. And and slowly but surely, he's weeded all of these little parts of his game out to to where he's still taking calculated risks because they didn't want to remove that from his game because it's part of what makes him unique and seeing things down the field and and thinking that he has the arm to get it there because he does, quite frankly. Um, but where what they've been doing is they've been working with him and giving him all of the evidence that he needs to say, okay, well, we like when you take certain risks, but, but just not these risks. And that's just a, a small example of things that he's improved upon. One of the most impressive things about Allen is that he has such incredible self-awareness in terms of what he is doing poorly. He's not stubborn. Uh, he takes cr- criticism, constructive criticism really well. He's changed a few different things with his mechanics. Like when they first got him, uh, when he would throw to his left, he would open up his hip completely and he, the ball would sail on him. That, that was one of the first things they fixed. Uh, and then he's, he shortened up his, his deep field mechanics and that has gotten better this season. His accuracy, because his mechanics are, are tighter, um, especially in the intermediate area, has improved. He's learned how to read defenses uh, at a high level and he can beat both zone. He can beat man. He's, he's much better against the blitz and zero blitzes than he was a year ago. 
So he's just made so many strides from from one game to the next, really. And the, to top it all off, the guy who was completely reckless with the football it has just been outstanding at limiting turnovers through the air um, over the last 20 games or so. So the, he has turned himself into quite the talent for them, and uh, he he shut any remaining questions there there have been, uh, especially nine games into his third season. He is their guy moving forward. They're going to pick up that fifth year option, and they're going to march forward with Josh Allen. Uh, you know, I think the quarterback matchup is is the reason a lot of people believe there's probably going to be a lot of scoring in this game. I want to stick with offense for one more question for you, though. As far as running back for Buffalo, I mean, last year it was Devin Singletary. Zach Moss was really good in college. We saw him kind of firsthand here in the Pac-12 in Utah. I know he was hurt a little bit earlier this year, but he seems to be the touchdown guy. How, how, is, the, uh, how is the running game balanced out for Buffalo? Yeah, they, they look at it as just kind of a complementary piece and as something that they can go to when the matchup dictates it. Like against the Patriots, they just went run heavy like crazy because the, the Patriots can't stop anybody on the ground. So they really went for it in, in that area, and they ended up having a ton of success. I think both players had 14 carries. They, they rushed for 160-plus yards between the two of them. So those two guys – they they like them both because they bring something a little bit differently. I think Zach Moss, as you probably know, just from watching him with some Pac-12 stuff, um, he probably has the better potential of the two. He's he's really he just he's violent when he runs. I mean, the way he just lowers his head and and tries to initiate the contact. I think they want him to work on his vision a little bit because there are times that he bounces the runs out wide a bit too often but when he hits his blocks and reads his keys and 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 he follows the lane I mean he's he's getting from point a to point b really quickly so there's there's some potential there but I think they'll remain with the the timeshare approach committee backfield not uh not too great to hear if you're a fantasy football owner of either of those guys but uh, that's what they believe in and that's what they're going to continue to do well because if i counted right last game at one point 35 offensive plays into the game they had thrown on 31 of them is that i mean i know it was against seattle but that was that was pretty uh pretty intentional it felt like oh yeah and brian dable their offensive coordinator comes from the bill belichick tree and he worked on with the patriots for years and years he was there tight ends coach for a while. Um, then he went off to become the Alabama offensive coordinator of the University of Alabama. Um, and then once he won a national championship there, the Bills hired him to be their offensive coordinator. Dable's actually from the Buffalo area. Um, but he brought those same sort of principles along. He hasn't been able to use them too often uh, since he's been in Buffalo because the, the offense has kind of been in flux. But now that he has the flexibility to where they can – pass the ball when they want to and they can run the ball when they want to that he's just attacking the weakness of the opponent it's very smart football I don't know why more teams don't do it to be honest because it seems like it's it's pretty logical you know hey this team stinks at this attack this so that's that's just kind of how they do it they find that's the simplified version but they find the specific ways to attack that those teams and uh, they've had really good success for for many of their games so far in 2020 well joe i'll get you out of here on this one the cardinals lost last week despite a really good game by kyler murray i know the bills defense there was a lot of talk about how strong it was coming into this season and they buffalo has won quite a few lower scoring games prior to last week how does that defense match up with a guy like kyler murray do you think yeah it's it's going to be a challenge but i think they might be looking at this game 
and preparing for this game a lot in the same way that they prepared for Lamar Jackson last year. And it's different. I know the, the offenses are different because uh, Kyler provides a little bit more of a, a pass heavy presence to, to his game. And they're not afraid to stick him back there and shotgun and just, and just throw from the pocket. But, uh, but that said, I think the bills don't want to allow Kyler, the scrambler to beat them. Or at least that would be my guess. Um, when they prepared for Lamar Jackson, it was a lot of get ready for the zone read stuff, um, really hammering on the defensive ends and the linebackers who line up outside who are, who are going to play edge contain to keep their shoulders square uh, and, and parallel to the goal line. So that way, if the quarterback winds up keeping the ball, then, then they are in a position to keep forcing the quarterback wide until they have more help arrive. So I think that's kind of the way that they're approaching this thing. And of course, you know, they, they have to make sure that they stay their stay in their rushing lanes when they're, when Kyler just drops back to pass and, and it's not a zone read, but I think that edge contain is the big emphasis for them going into this week. And if they're able to do that, then they probably believe as much in their zone coverage to be able to cover the back end. It's just all a matter of their front seven and whether or not they can, they can stand up to it. That should be a good one. Joe Biscali, great stuff. Thanks so much for the time. Enjoy the game this weekend. All right. Thanks for having me, Luke. All right. Thanks a lot. Take care. That's Joe Biscalia of The Athletic joining us on the Coulter Automotive Group Sportsline Coulter Cadillac Tempe. Experience the difference. Visit ColterCadillacTempe.com. we got more in just a moment. It's The Rundown with Luke Lipinski on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.